Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, as always, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. You can find me at odddadoutpodcast.com and in all the social places at Odd Dad Out. And this is the show where I ramble and rant and do all the weird, crazy things all normally, but every now and then I invite somebody else to come on and ramble and rant and bullshit with me. And this is one of those times. This week, I have Donna Johnson from the Broken Compass podcast. Like me, Donna is very much kind of the stay-at-home parent for her two boys. And so, we have a lot in common on the parenting front. So, there's going to be a lot of that. There's a, this is a very parent-heavy episode. So, it's, it's just fun. It's just a fun conversation between me and a friend. But aren't all of my guest spots. So without further rambling for me, not that the rest of the episode isn't rambling, but here we go. My goofball conversation with Donna from the Broken Compass podcast. Normally I just bullshit for whatever the fuck and edit. Like I, I basically like do the same kind of shit that Kate does in certain respects. And yeah. if it's not a hey, we're gonna talk about this subject. Then, like, uh, with my, my friend Matt, it was about 30 minutes in, and I, like, make reference to something. I was like, for those of you who don't know, you're like, oh, this is, I thought we were just fucking around. Like, oh, no, yeah, come on, man. This is what I do. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I bullshit for however the long, and I make a show out of it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that's perfect. Just talk and see what happens. Yep. Um, so I'm <laughs> totally down with that. You know, you know, I have no problem with just, chit chat about absolutely nothing yep. <laughs> so i'm good but i do have a question for you right quick i felt i hate to admit this but i fell asleep listening to your last episode about damien's tooth how's the tooth he can eat okay <laughs> it's still in a splint i think he has to go back next week i think i have to double check when the appointment but they wanted him back in like two weeks for a follow-up and all that stuff and so yeah he's still it's still splinted but he's at least capable of eating as long as he's not biting down with those teeth. So it's like, okay, everything he has has to be cut up and in pieces, you know. So like a toddler. It's like having a toddler again. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> nice. Bless his heart. Mm. And I don't even mean that in a condescending Southern <laughs> way. Like, I really mean bless his heart because that is not cool. Inflection means everything on that one. <laughs> yes, yes. It's sometimes, you know, kind of got to figure it out. But no, um, it's the Southern thing. You know, you're Southern enough. Yep. So you get it. I lived in, yeah, I, I lived in South Texas for 15 years. And so, yeah, I, I get it. it was, South Texas is, is really North Mexico, but it's, it's still like you've got the Southern, Southern influence. <laughs> and it's, it's Southern enough that my wife insists. And it, I still think it's funny because she grew up in South Texas, not, south the south but she insists on on particular rules of of conduct in the house when it like the, basically the like we are going to have a proper southern home so if at any time we have company the house has to be spotless 
<laughs> yes, I can agree with that. My house is a wreck, but nothing in this world do you get clean 15 minutes before somebody's coming to the house. Yep. I mean, people just start <laughs> slinging shit, stuff shiny. Yeah, that's how I was raised, and that's kind of how I like to be, but uh, kids. Yeah, I, I mean, need another house just for kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny because we have, wait, the house is trashed. I have four boys. I'm, you know, I have to sleep during the day if I'm not being crazy and spending it all practicing <laughs> video editing or doing interviews or some shit that I could like, when I'm not doing things that keep me from sleeping because I'm stupid. Then I, then I have to, I have to sleep during the day. Hmm. And so there's, I don't have a ton of time to keep up on house cleaning and things like that. But it's kind of funny because Saturday is which the day that I basically work day shift. Usually, um, one day out of the week where I might be working during the day, that is house cleaning day. And so all the boys know Saturday is for cleaning. We aren't making plans to do anything fun. The only way we're doing anything fun is if you guys get all of your chores done early. And then maybe we'll have like movie night or something and we'll order pizza and we'll watch a movie. But other than that, and this all happens when I'm not home. This is all the crap that happens while I'm, I'm at work and they're, they're, you know, responsible for getting all the dishes and the floors cleaned and their rooms cleaned, even though they're supposed to be keeping up on their rooms, because if there's crap on their floor, then Destiny can't go vacuum their rooms. She gets stung oh, up. yes, Destiny the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And well. so if, if she can't get in there, then like if there's like clothes or socks and that thing has enough suction power to pull a sock in. And just get it wrapped around the, the, the brush and then get stalled out. I'm like it, it'll suck that sock in there though. And I've had a couple cases where they're like, Oh, there's a pencil in here, like a whole <laughs> pencil and a sock. And the only reason it stopped was because when it pulled up the sock, it kind of gotten, it lifted up off the wheels just enough so she couldn't move anymore. And uh-huh. so like, then my phone pings me. He's like, and I'm like, okay, well, what do I got to do now? Yep. Like, I won't even lie. My kids' rooms look like a trash bag right now. <laughs> I, I was actually in laundry hell before this because, you know, we got back from our trip. I unpacked all eight bags that night when we got back, started washing clothes, what was still dirty and did all that stuff. But I've just been like folding clothes and laying them across the back of the couch for like days. <laughs> so earlier I took everybody and sorted everybody, you know, socks, undies, shorts pants shirts and then one by one i'm putting them back in their drawers and i don't know how your dresser drawers i don't know how you do that do it with four because two about kills me two boys oh my god one more and i don't even know what i would do so what we have actually in each of the bedrooms because just conveniently there are two people sleeping in each bedroom and so we have these little rolling uh laundry carts that each have two little mesh baskets on them and the boys don't separate their clothes because it's just, it's yeah too much of a pain <laughs> in the ass. Like we tried that for all of a week and nobody could remember whose side was what. And it just became, fuck it. Just get your clothes in there. And half the time they weren't throwing it in the damn basket. They were just th- like, they come home after school and basically after school because they have uniforms and we do run, we have a very limited time after school. So it's like, we come home, then it's homework, dinner, and then mom gets home, I tag out, go to work, and then the bedtime's pretty early. They basically come home and switch into pajamas immediately. 
because there's no reason other than like we're not going anywhere. There's no reason <laughs> yeah. to get two sets of dirty clothes after school for a couple for a few hours. So they come home, flip into pajamas, except they come home, go to their rooms and just shed all of their shit as they walk in. And so all of their clothes is scattered all over the floor. And then, of course, when they're sitting there and what, what the, we have, the system we have for laundry now is because now they've got the nice rolly baskets. It's like, OK, roll your basket in there. All your clothes gets washed. All of the old like white plastic, you know, laundry baskets that we used to use are now all exclusively designated. This is clean laundry. If it's in one of these baskets, this is for bringing the clean clothes from the laundry room back to your room so you can sort it back out and get it put away. And (laughs) this works great in theory. And then we've got a big stack of laundry baskets sitting in there. (laughs) But they won't pick up their shit to begin with. <laughs> yeah, that's like my kids. As soon as they come in, like we use our laundry room door, our back door. So as soon as we come in, I mean, by the time they cut through the laundry room into the kitchen, clothes are coming off. We may have a shirt here, <laughs> a sock on the couch, you know, pants in the bedroom. Because my boys usually just strip down and put on shorts or whatever when they get, because it's, you know, like there it's hot all the damn time. Yeah. So just come in and put on shorts and... uh Unless we have like scouts or um, my whole family trains in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So unless we do jiu-jitsu or have scouts or something like that, I mean, we don't do a second set of clothes either because yeah. I'm already have enough to wash. By the time everybody takes baths and my husband loves to take baths. He takes at least two a day, sometimes three whenever he's not working. So I already have like a shitload of towels and stuff to <laughs> yeah. wash. And nobody here likes to reuse their towels but me. I, I I mean, I get it. I guess maybe it's, I mean, you're clean when you dry off on it. I mean, I, but you know, they're not the ones washing the clothes. It's me. Yeah, exactly. But that's that's a good my system. Thing too. <laughs> yeah, that's a good system though with the laundry. I mean, in theory, if it works. Yeah. And because I bitched at the boys so much because they would take their towels and put them in their laundry baskets. And I was trying to just have like a segregated load of this is just towels. Put all the mm-hmm. towels here. We'll do I'll do all the towels. And I just failed miserably. And so I was like, fuck it. By the time like I, I used to use towels as filler in their loads because the two older boys, because they wouldn't put their clothes away. Now we basically like, you don't leave your room till your laundry is done. Like that basket, like, I know that basket's clean. Why? Because it's a white basket. Like one of those, like, that's where the clean clothes lives. If it's dirty, it's over here. It's in the cart. Well, I know, and I I get so frustrated. The biggest thing that my biggest gripe with them about laundry has always been that they would not put their clothes away. And then they go digging through the basket to find a clean shirt or pants or whatever for school and just fling their shit all over the floor. And like, oh, it touched the floor. It's dirty now and throw it all back into the dirty clothes. And I'm like, why am I washing all these jackets and sweatshirts and crap in the middle of the summer? You haven't worn this in months. Why am I washing this two times in a row? Yeah. And shit like that. Like the other day, um, we did the laundry and I literally like, because they have so much crap and they had flung all this stuff and walked all over it and dog laid on it and everything. Like, okay, they, I half their crap that I knew was already, that should have been put away, but never was. And I had to like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to round up everything. It's going to be two loads for you guys because you just made a mess. Like fine. Second load comes up and it's not a huge load. And I'm like, all right, 
I'm going to go through, get all the stray everything, pull everything out of your closets. Every piece of clothes you're not wearing that isn't in your dressers is now being washed. Like it's either in the washer right now or it's in the dryer right now. And at the end of the night, I look up after everything's been pulled out and they've got a fuck ton of clothes in the dirty clothes. Like what? No, 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 no. Like I know for a fact there's nothing. And, And it was the sort your clothes, get it put away. You're not coming out. And they were both, uh, the two older boys had actually just come off of being grounded for fighting or they were trying to get early release. Basically it was like, get your rooms clean, get all of your laundry put away and you guys will be, uh, ungrounded. Even though they both had time left, they're like, you'll get off early if you get all your shit done today. Mm-hmm. And Damien's like, okay. And like, like 30 minutes later, okay, all my laundry's done. Meanwhile, Charlie's still throwing a fit about it because he does. And I go in and look and I'm like, wait a second. And I look and there's like school clothes. It's Sunday. <laughs> like, why is there a school shirt on the top of the dirty clothes hamper when I just washed all of your shit yesterday? For sure, all of your stuff has been washed. Why is there school stuff in the dirty clothes? And I pulled all of it out. And like the only thing I was like, no, okay, these are your towels from your showers. And these were the clothes you were just wearing this morning. Okay. The rest of this shit needs to get resorted. And you are not, your punishment does not end. You are still grounded until all of this gets redone. And I was so pissed, but they did. They pull that shit on me all the time. Yeah. Like, Sam will do his laundry like even though he like like you get he walk in and just shed clothes and I have one shoe here one shoe there socks under the dinner yes. table another one in my room for some fucking reason yeah like how the hell do socks get all over the house or like I'll end up at the end like I'll buy the boys like new pairs of socks and then like literally within a week we have like two socks left I'm like where the fuck are all these socks going <laughs> <I know. laughs> and then I pull out my youngest son's bed to clean and there's like 97 socks between the bed and the wall I used to have that problem with we had a big pirate ship bed, which now lives outside. And I'm sure after I finally, I've still got a couple of weeks. I think next week I will finally get to mow my yard for the Yay! first time. I plan on mowing my yard Monday if it doesn't rain me out. Because right now, like the ground is so saturated. It's still, we, we had like two inches of rain last weekend. I can go out and my yard still squishes. But that's a lot for you guys, right? Because y'all go through like really, really dry spells, correct? Yeah, and okay. like, and it's 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 weird because like it's one of those where they, how they say when it rains it pours. That's what we fucking get. We don't mm-hmm. get little itty bitty rains. It's like when it rains, it just fucking dumps on you, and you okay. get inches in a stretch, and then you'll go months without rain. Mm-hmm. But in the time since we put this lawn in, we've had two separate incidences. Incidents, incidents, incidences. Sure. <laughs> It's difficult to say when you have teeth. When you don't, you're just <laughs> right. Uh, but we've had two different cases where we've had two inches of rain in a day that just soaked the yard. And it was funny because they were only maybe two weeks apart. Mm. And to the point where there's a park around the corner where there was probably, uh, they say, oh, it's two inches of rain. There was about two feet of water because it's kind of a sunken in basin sort of, of fields, like sidewalks. Right so it's just kind of like gathering there. Yeah. And 
of like there's a few of those kind of parks around, but in this one they hadn't installed the drainage out of it yet. And so this one just built up and it was like an Olympic swimming pool of of muddy water in there. It, it hadn't even finished draining out and like soaking it into the ground yet when this other storm hit. And so now it's back up to like two feet of water and they're like, ah, oh, damn. We're like, man, it's a good thing it's not mosquito season because that would suck. I was just going to ask, does it, does it get like stagnant? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to go over to that park right now, but that's, yeah, okay. that's also of the third furthest park from us. Like I got two closer parks that don't have pools in them. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned mosquitoes because what's today? Thursday, I think. On Tuesday night, I was getting bit by mosquitoes outside. Yeah. Yeah, it's which we live like in freaking woods, and there's like a creek that runs through here, and it's like you're, it's really dry here, or it's really wet. There's kind of no in between. We'll go months with no rain, and then it'll rain, rain, rain. Yeah. Like it rained for about 24 hours straight prior to today. Now it wasn't like a heavy rain, but it was enough. Like I have like, mud puddles and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, it's nothing for us to get mosquitoes. You know, around basically, yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember when I lived in Texas, that's how it was because I lived in Corpus Christi, mm. and so I was right on the water. And it was funny, like I lived my my apartment when I lived by myself, and which is where I lived when I got married, mm-hmm. was like they were basically old barracks from the Air Force Base, and they'd okay. moved like they moved the barracks into a different location. Except these things have basically been apartments since the eighties. They didn't really do much of anything. So they were like, like, oh, yeah. I mean, they're huge. I think I was paying like $500 a month for a nearly 800 square foot two bedroom apartment. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I had it because I had so much crap that I just accumulated. I'm like, well, hell, I've got enough stuff for a two bedroom apartment. <laughs> and and then I you know, get married in my office. You just thought, I was going to say, you just thought you had crap until you got married and had kids. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I had two full living room sets of furniture. And so I had outfitted my office at the time mm-hmm. with basically, like, oh, here's the extra couch and the desk and the this and this and this. And then, you know, we got married and we had Charlie and that became the nursery. And it's like, okay, fine. And like slowly but surely, every time I have an office, we have a kid and I lose it. But at this point, nope, not happening because medication makes that bad. Yeah, um, no more babies here either. No. <laughs> and you have our office, and you have rooms for all the kids, so you should be good now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I have no like. Um, for a while, my wife wanted all of the boys. She was looking for like a five or six bedroom house because she wanted everybody to have their own bedroom. I'm like fuck no! <laughs> like you'd realize how much of a pain in the ass it'd be if we had a house one. How expensive that would be. Yeah. But a house big enough for everybody to have their own bedroom? No. And it, that's just five times the mess. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of the things people are like, oh, I want a big house. Now they're like, no, all I see is more to clean. We have a three bedroom home <laughs> yeah. now. And that's yeah. enough. Two bathrooms, three bedrooms, kitchen, laundry room, living room, two hallways. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I was like, our, our house now, I mean, the fact that I was willing to suck it up and say, fine, we can get the robot vacuum because I realized how long it takes to fucking sweep every day. And it's because the main floor of it is all tile. There's only carpet in the bedrooms in the office. And mm-hmm. like, it's so much sweeping every day. Like I got a big push broom 
Like you see in the grocery stores when they're just walking up and down the aisles. I got one of those to do that, to do more <laughs> because it would take so long. It took me almost a half an hour to sweep just the front entryway through the kitchen to the living room to the back door just to sweep up the tile. It took me like 30 minutes just to sweep. I'm like, uh, no, 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 we can't. And, you know, when you got tile floors, you got to clean them like all the time. You got to get that stuff up because it just, you, you, my wife is not one to wear shoes in the house. And so she'll walk around and every single little crumb she's feeling. And she has since gotten slippers because the floor is cold. But you know, it's just like one of those, you got to clean it every day. And it's just a pain. That's why I don't walk barefooted because I can't stand anything on my feet. The only yeah. time that I am barefooted is when I'm in bed or I'm showering. I can't stand anything on my feet, like dirt or anything. So like, I can understand that. I've always got on shoes or like flip-flops or something. It, it just, ugh. can't yeah. stand it. Yeah, I've, I've always got socks on. I don't know. One, my feet get cold. Two, they're ugly. And, <laughs> and, and three, I'm <laughs> like, I don't want to look at my feet. But um, it's yes, yeah, I'm more comfortable. I'm, I'm weird in that for my generation, I'm really weird because I like my clothes to fit. And so I remember I was I was I ordered. I'm sorry if you just heard that. I just had an Amber alert go off on my phone. Ah. Go ahead. I get a lot of silver alerts here. So what is exactly a silver alert? Because we, when we were in Florida the other day when we were coming back from the airport, on the like the big monitors they have on like that yeah it said something about a silver alert and my oldest boy looked it up and we were like I wonder if it's an old person missing yep. it yep. is okay it's, yeah it's for seniors okay <laughs> which I feel they, is mildly condescending <laughs> right how old do you have to be for it to be a silver alert I'm just, just asking yeah. for a <laughs> future reference yep. I'm wondering if it has to be like sixty or above I don't know yeah. that's curious I'm gonna have to check I'm gonna have to research that but I won't do it right now I know well. Out here, because I live like out in Surprise, we are basically ringed by Sun City and all the various <laughs> incarnations of Sun City, and which is all retirement communities. Mm, okay. And you have to be over 55 to reside in Sun City. They have certain exemptions for taxes and things like that that they don't pay because their population it doesn't apply to them. So, you know, the taxes you normally would pay that would go to funding schools and things. They don't pay any of those because nobody inside Sun City goes to school. Oh, okay. Yeah. And there was actually a case where there was a a couple where I guess their granddaughter, I guess parents died or whatever, but they adopted their granddaughter and she was like 16 and she had to go to school and she was living with them and they basically were forced to move out of Sun City because they were basically like, she can't live here. Like we understand she, the circumstances, but if she lives here, we now have to pay school taxes, even though there aren't any schools here, but we have to now, uh, uh, provide funding for the schools because we have a student that resides inside the border. And we're like, sorry, y'all got to get out. And, and it, it sucks. But also, I mean, when you live in Surprise or El Mirage or any of the surrounding areas, Half of the community are snowbirds or seniors mm-hmm. who just don't want to live in the kind of cookie cutter senior citizen houses that are in Sun City. Because you look at it, uh, if you look at like the house from Empty Nest 
or Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. That's what they all look like from the outside. Oh, okay. <laughs> they're and very just like of strips of shows. <laughs> it was like they're very just like flat, very cookie cutter, simple house for little old ladies. They all look like that. And you know what time it is? It's time for the obligatory child interruption in like every guest episode that I have where my kids decided they wanted to come in and interrupt the show. So what better time than now for a promo break? So I will be right back with the rest of the show after this promo. If you enjoy space adventures featuring brave and competent astronauts. Can you give me a countdown to be ready? A three, two, If you enjoy podcasts that are culturally sensitive. I've been labeling stuff aboard the ship with post-its so she can learn our language. I speak English, you bloody... If you enjoy shows with sophisticated humor. Well, that's just rude. It's her spacesuit. Then you may not want to listen to Oz9. But if you simply enjoy giggling. Oh, <laughs> you anglers, so snooty about all the everythings. Oz9 may be the show for you. Get it wherever you find the other shows you like to put in your ears. That title is spelled O Z dash numeral nine. You could certainly do worse. And if I hadn't locked the door, he would have just barged right in instead of sitting and trying to talk to me through the door. <laughs> yes. He didn't want to take his nap. No, especially mm-hmm. because Damien's homesick today, so he really doesn't want to sleep because oh, Damien's awake. So Yeah. Because he hasn't, he hasn't been feeling great, and then he had a fever at school yesterday. That so, sucks. And Yeah, so. we've been, our boy, well, actually our whole damn family's been constantly sick. We're all good now. I got the phone call from the guidance counselor today telling me that my oldest boy had missed a bunch of days. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know how many days he's missed. But, you know, we can't send the kids to school if they're sick. Plus, I like to be a responsible parent and not send my child to school when they're sick because that's how kids stay sick when people send their kids to school. Yep. So, but it was all good. She was nice and cool, but... I thought I was going to have to get my burr up for a minute, but it was all good. <laughs> we actually had um, uh, the first school where uh, Charlie started, uh, just much further away. But he, we originally put him in a Montessori school. It was a great mm-hmm. school, and he did really well there. But there was just a massive shakeup in the staff. And in order for them to remain a Montessori school, and teach under that program, they needed to have a certified, like trained Montessori instructor. Well, that was the kindergarten teacher. And she walked. Oh, (laughs) shit. Yeah. So when she left, and she was a big part of why we went there is like that principal, she was so amazing. And the, the kindergarten teacher was so amazing. And we wanted the boys to all go be there with them. And when she left, we're like, oh, and we get the, the email and the notice from the school, like be to, to blah, blah, blah. We will no longer be offering a Montessori program or like, okay, so you're just going to be like every other charter school. Okay. Yeah. I'm not driving 10 minutes to bring my kids to just every other school. I've got charter schools closer than y'all. Right. So that's what we ended up going with another one. It was much closer. 
and it's it's actually like this super A rated like all these like super high test scores and high mm-hmm. achieving school I'm like great school and it's like hey if we're gonna have to put them in a more traditional we're still not putting them in like a standard public school they're still in a charter school but right but we're you know we'll go with the one that's closer that's got yeah. all the the accol- the 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 accolades yeah words words are hard <laughs> we have charter schools in the county that we live in but we don't have any right where we're like zoned for but however our kids are in um, public school but one of the reasons why we moved to where we're at now is because of the schools they have it's really 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 good schools here so i really can't complain and both of my boys have had to have you know ieps my oldest boy had a stream stutter which i mean he's graduated through that so he had a lot of extra help um and my youngest boy we're pretty sure he's dyslexic so we, he gets a lot of extra help with that so we have really great schools here so i'm happy that we do not we're in the county schools and not the city schools but um, i hear a lot of good things about charter schools i think there's two in valdosta which is our biggest city closest to us but i don't know we've been happy here but I, you know tonight i'm like really i'm not really one of those parents that like ever like cried at milestones i didn't cry when my kids went to kindergarten I didn't cry, you know, when they turned five or, you know, when they turned 10 or whatever. But my oldest boy, he's in eighth grade. So tonight we have to go to this rising ninth graders thing. And I'm I'm not like sad, but I'm having a really, really hard time understanding that, you know, in like six months, my child's going to be in high school. Yeah, I think that's a that's a one where you start like, whoa, I still like, whoa, at the fact that like, wait, I have a 10 year old. Like, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm 12. I'm 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 still a <laughs> Toys R Us kid. What the fuck do I'm doing? Am I doing being responsible for a a ten year old a and a pre adolescent smartass? Yes. And, you know, I was like, oh wait, I have four kids. What the fuck? How, how the hell? Like, I, I know how, but what the hell? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I was like, I just remember, I'm like, how the hell am I like? I'm about to have a fourteen year old. It didn't even really bother me when he turned 13. I'm like, hey, he's 13. But I'm like, holy shit, he's about to be 14. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. How am I supposed to? And likely he's a boy. Be- and I know that boys can be dramatic, but I have a lot of friends who have girls that are actually even a little younger than him, you know, 12, 13, and some that are older, and they have a lot more drama. We don't really have drama. I mean, he has a smart mouth, but I mean, my husband is extremely sarcastic and very much a smart ass. So my kids pick it up natural from him. <laughs> Plus, you know, you're going to add that, you know, 13-year-old brooding-ass attitude yeah. into it. And But I'm just glad it's not like dramatic girls. I mean, we don't have like door slamming and I hate you. I never want to talk to you. And we don't have that kind of drama. But, you know, you were a brooding teenager at one time. You probably well, remember. Well, I get that now from the boys. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to explain to my wife a few times, like, okay, here's the thing. This is something boys do. You're just going to have to accept it. There will eventually be a a point where Charlie is going to challenge me for dominance. It's a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. We're going to fight. He's going to hit me. I'm probably going to hit him back. It's going to happen. I don't know what age. I was 15. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. And it's not even like you hate whoever it's just this thing that happens with boys where you have to stand your ground and eventually you have to, even when you dad is the greatest and you love dad there's nothing wrong at some point you have to put your foot down and i i i don't know of any guys who didn't have 
some sort of an experience where they just had to push back against dad or mom or whoever. Just it, it's like getting you're, you're mentally flipping that switch to go from I'm a kid to no, I can take care of myself and I can handle things. And like, I, I don't need you to control every element of my life anymore. And it's, it's this weird, you know, whole crazy thing. I'm not but, looking forward to this. No, I grew up not. in a house of nothing but girls. I mean, I was, <laughs> there was three girls. My dad was outnumbered, you know, and all my sisters, I say all my sisters, I have two sisters. They all have girls. So my whole entire family was nothing but girls. My dad died when I was 17. So it was just my mom, my sisters, everybody's kids, everybody's girls. So I was the only one to have boy children. So of course it was like, you know, the fucking Lion King when my oldest son was born. Oh, we have a boy because everybody always had girls. So it's been a major learning thing for me. But I, I kind of always felt like I wanted to be a boy mom. I like the boy mom thing. Um, and I, you know, can play with my, you know, nieces when they were younger and do the makeup. And, you know, I have best friends who have daughters and I can, you know, play that stuff and all that kind of thing. So I get my fix with little girl stuff, but I would definitely hands down always want to be a boy mom. And, and it's funny because Rihanna always insists she didn't want kids. She wanted cats. But well, I have those too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because like, you know, we had a boy. We had names picked out. Like we had girls names picked out. We ended up using our first girl's name for the dog. And so that was Cheyenne. Right. We just kept having boys. <laughs> and we, we ran, very quickly <laughs> ran out of boy names. And it was like, if you ever see that meme, you never realize how many people you hate until you try naming a child. It's true. And, and so there were so many like, nope, can't, nope, can't use that. Nope, can't do that. Nope. Yep. Think what? about that God person. Nope, don't like, like that. <laughs> yep. We, we kind of went the cheaters route. My, our kids are both named after families. My oldest boy is a junior. So that was a given. Um, and then my second boy, we named him after my father, which is also in turn after me and after my mother-in-law. So we used family names. And the reason why I went with family names with both of them is because, okay, my oldest boy was a junior. But I wanted my second son to feel like he was just as important and needed a family name, too. Not like, okay, here's Junior, and then, okay, here's, you know, Max or something. You know, just some random-ass name. So <laughs> they're both named after family members. Yeah, and we kind of, we somewhat went that way. Like, Charlie is named after his grandfather, my wife. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a, a established thing that, like, her dad is Chuck, and he was like, they're like, no, he's going to be Charles. The oldest is, that's who he is. Awesome. Like, that's just, that was, she's. It's like I'm not arguing that. It's like yeah, okay. You determine the the oldest boy is is named after your dad. Okay. We also have uh like her best friend. Um, he she it was kind of a running gag. It was like, hey, when are you going to name one of your kids after me? <laughs> and so Sam's middle name is David because of that. Okay. But everybody was like, why haven't? Why are none of the boys? You have four boys. Why is none of them named after you? Like. Because I don't know, I, I always looked at it as kind of a ego thing, I guess. I don't know. I've never been inclined to name any of my children after myself. Yeah. And oh, God, now I just sound really egotistical because I named mine after myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I've, I've never had that mentality. And there's some people who are like, no, it's a family name, which is yeah. in, in Charlie's case. It is funny because well, and actually all of them have have a family name in there somewhere. Because, I mean, Charlie, his first, he's Charles Michael. Well, mm -hmm. my dad's middle name is Michael. 
Okay, so he got it on both sides. Yeah, he kind of got a, okay. a piece of both. And Damien, um, I actually have a nephew. My my sister's uh, son is his middle name is Damien, and we're like, and we're, we kind of got the you know like, oh, you're trying to steal names. So like, no, we just coincidentally both picked the name, but we're using it as a first name. That's his middle name. So man, yeah, so man, right. <laughs> I, I, with number three, and it was like with Alexander, it just kind of came into, and his name was probably the hardest of all of the four boys because we just couldn't fucking settle on anything. Mm-hmm. He was not named until like everybody else. We had their name picked out and was like, okay, this is their name before they were born. It was settled. Mm-hmm. And with him, he was Jackson Alexander. He was, we had a lot of names floating around. But and y'all don't it, even call him that, right? No. And here, he goes by what, Bug? He's Bug. Okay. okay. And he, he is Bug because he's got these giant, if you've ever seen like the the Disney, the, the Tinkerbell movies, and and the one there's this like lightning bug named Blaze. Mm-hmm. And if you ever see a picture of Blaze with these giant buggy cartoon eyes, and you look at him and you're like, Oh, I totally see it now. No, no. <laughs> he's oh, got those okay. big cartoon eyes and this silly smile. And you look, you're like, "Oh yeah, absolutely." And my wife has a picture, like a side by side picture, like, "Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's why." <laughs> okay, I was curious because uh, a lot of people have like little nicknames, and it's actually kind of interesting though because people decide to name their children different things for different reasons. Yeah, yeah. But with him, he we had not settled on his name. Even until the point he was born. Okay. And like, she's over in recovery and I'm sitting there with him. They've, they've brought him in because they've got her over in the little isolation room, like getting her stitched up and doing, cause all the boys were C-section. Yeah, and, I had two C-sections too, so I feel her pain. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine doing it four times. Yeah, and so they put her, she's over in the little room where they observe her as she's coming off of the meds and everything and making sure everything's okay. And so I'm in the, the, the post-op room with him and they're cleaning him up and doing all the things. And, and they're like, well, he needs a name. I've got to call him something. And I was like, he's Alexander. This is the name. One of the names we were floating around after she vetoed Jackson. And he was like, okay. And he was Alex for all of 30 minutes. And you're like, it doesn't fit. Like he's Xander. And so he is Xander. And then it became Xander bug. And now he's mostly just bug. But in school, we like they call him they like full on Alexander, and we explained to them and told them like he is not Alex. He's never right. been Alex. Like he will not respond to Alex. Like we had to reinforce with him in the months going up into starting school. Remember, your name is Alexander, which he does know when he gets in trouble. Oh yeah, he, he gets full named. Yeah, <laughs> but he also has my middle name, so he okay. gets to be Alexander Patrick. He gets my middle name. Oh, he's really full yeah. name. That's a long. Which also means he has my exact same initials as well. <laughs> but yeah, oh, he's, true, he's got, true. But he's also like, yeah, yeah, he's got that because our last name is it's, Higgins isn't super long, but it's not short. It's Mm-mm. it's not Jones or Smith. And so he's got the you're not going to fit your entire name on a Scantron name. And <laughs> I just always remember there were always those guys, like, especially when you have like in in a, a large Hispanic community, you get those kids who have the ridiculously long name that doesn't 
Christopher Valenzuela does not fit on a Scantron. <laughs> God, no. I know, I know that. And so I had a bunch of friends like that that like their names couldn't fit when we were like doing standardized tests and stuff. It was always funny. Like, who's Christoph? It's Christopher. <laughs> right. I just <laughs> got renamed. So so what them. is baby boy's name? <laughs> so the youngest is Sam. Right. I know Sam. Um, yeah. Samuel, I'm assuming. Sa- yeah. Samuel David. And he's. Okay. And okay. Because you of my wife. David. Yeah. My wife's Duh. friend David. <laughs> my wife's just told David. me that. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking for a second we were going in numeral order here of children. But um, yeah, that's interesting. And they're, you know, and it's so funny just they're the wide swing of personalities, but between all of them, it's really funny. Like you don't know it is. It's always, but that whole parenting thing when you're, you know, when you're not a parent and you're reading the books and you're thinking the things. And then when you have one kid and you think everything is a certain way and everybody with two or more kids is like, yeah, just wait, bitch. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I stopped off at the second one. And, you know, my kids like to give me a run for aging me. My oldest boy, this is one of the things here, just a little funny story. That's not funny because both of these things are tragic. But um, I always joke with people like I'm really glad that I stopped off with two because I have no fucking clue what the third one would have done. My oldest boy, when he was like 22 months old, we had a, a lab bulldog mix who decided to bite him. And he bit him in the face and he'd come very close to getting his jugular. I mean, he has like scars and stuff. He had to have plastic surgery and everything. He's fine. He doesn't remember it. He likes dogs. I don't dislike dogs, but I have trust issues now because it was a pet that we had had for like seven years. So here he has this like near death experience. Then um, my youngest boy, you know, he had the major issue where he had to be life blighted and, you know, life support and all that kind of stuff. And he's fine now, too. So I'm like, shit, if it had a third fucking kid, what would that kid have done? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because Cole was like, here, Mark Allen. Hold my beer. I'm about to do it up really good. I'm about to be in a fucking life flight. Not just an ambulance, but a life flight. So I'm like, yep, knew what I was doing when I stopped it too. It's kind of funny. Um, Charlie and Damien actually were both bitten on the face by Emmett, by oh. our, our recently departed Dalmatian. Yes. And it was in both cases, like the first, okay, when Charlie got, when he, when he got Charlie, I was still, I was a restaurant manager at the time. I get called at like one in the afternoon by my wife in hysterics. He's like, Emmett bit Charlie. And she's like, he, she was just freaking out. It's like, okay, was like, I'm, I'm going to take him to the hospital. And fortunately, we live like two minutes from the hospital. And it was, she was just freaking out because he got him right on the face. Mm-hmm. And in that, when that happened, I like, my brain was, he's dead. Right. Was like, because I didn't know the circumstances. And, you know, and it's just like every dad's reaction. Dog bit my kid. You know, kid is in the hospital by dog. And then she tells me what happened. And it was basically Emmett and Cheyenne, our, our boxer. They were playing around. They were getting rough. And Charlie walked between them. Emmett oh. was spinning around to take a snipe at Cheyenne. And Charlie walked right into it and it got him. And then he freaked and bolted straight into his cage and curled up in the corner and didn't come out until we came home from the hospital. Yeah. And we're like, okay, 
So this was completely an accident. Yeah, it was just an accidental thing that happens when you have yeah. animals and kids. Yeah, yeah. Like kids being rowdy and, and dogs being rowdy. And it's like, okay. And he obviously was aware that he did something he bad. Did something and wrong. he was, yeah. yeah. And I was like, all right, this is going to be up to Charlie. Like, because if he's not comfortable being around Emmett, I can't have him there. We right. have to find another home for it. Like, I'm not putting him down because this was not his fault. But if Charlie is too afraid of him, we can't have him around. That's not good for him. But we get home, we walk in, and Emmett's kind of like head real low, knows he's in trouble. Oh, yeah. And Charlie just walks up to him and just gives him a big hug. Like, okay. And from that day on, you couldn't mess with Charlie without Emmett coming after you. He was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm taking care of this kid now because I done fucked up. Right. I messed up. I'm earning a key. Yeah. yeah. And it was just one of those things. And, and when the dog knows that they did wrong, you know, it wasn't, it was an accident. Totally. Yeah. So. And then when Damien was about, uh, about a year and a half, he wasn't even hardly talking yet. Barely. He, I was sitting there, I was on the phone with my wife <laughs> and I'm sitting there and like, and it's walking around doing whatever. And I'm on the phone and Damien's trying to get my attention. And because Damien was a biter, he was one of those who would reach up and like jump up and bite you to get your attention. Or he was just excited or he was happy to see you. Like mom comes home and like, mommy, honk and take a big chunk. And like, the hell? Like, like, you know, beware of child on the door. Right. But, <laughs> but like Emmett's just sitting there kind of wandering about and he turns around and grabs Emmett's ear and just chomps oh. onto his ear and yeah. just knee jerk reaction huck, and yeah. snapped him right in the mouth and yeah. like got one tooth right through his jaw and right another like right over his eye. And his, his scars are actually much worse. Charlie's got like a little nick from his mm -hmm. stitches, but. I think Damien had, he needed a lot more stitches. The ones that he got went a lot deeper and were more obvious. And he's got one that was right under his eye. And yeah. if it weren't for the fact that he already has very dark, deep set eyes. So the scar basically sits in kind of the creases of his eye. Mm -hmm. But if it weren't for that, there would be a very ugly scar under his <laughs> eye that you would notice. Yeah, and, and when with Mark Allen, like he has his scars now, but <laughs> the plastic surgeon did a wonderful job. I mean, they put him into surgery. They did where they did all the sewing underneath, so there was like no stitching on the outside and everything. But I mean, he has them. But a lot of people, if you don't know the story, you don't even pay attention to the scars until he gets hot. And when his face turns red, the scars stay white. And most of the time, people ask, "Oh, does something scratch your face?" It just looks kind of like a fresh scratch. Okay, so we've we've rambled on for like forever, <laughs> forever, forever, ever, ever, ever. And, and and as conversations go with me, it's to be expected. And like, yeah, we're I I don't even know where we started at this point. I just know that we've gone all this way, and we haven't talked about your podcast. Not at all. We talked about all the <laughs> offspring and all the laundry, but nothing about the podcast yeah. at all. So. Well, you're here before you have to, you know, go and continue on with life. And I have to continue on with life because, you know, we've got those things and families and kids. If it wasn't already painfully obvious that we have kids, 
Lots of kids. No. <laughs> oh, it's all the kids. All the boys. It's just all the boys all, in the world. Yeah, we have all the boys. <laughs> Please tell dear listener, Paul, about your podcast. <laughs> That is just forever. I'm just going to keep rolling with it. <laughs> yeah, just keep I get, it going. I get called out by so many people like, hey, what about me? Like, I know, but I, I can sit there and nitpick and, and nag Paul so much. <laughs> well, it's easy. It's easy yeah. to do. <laughs> I remember at one time on Kate's show, he was like, he got referenced like 15 episodes in a row for some reason. Oh, yeah. He gets called out. By like everybody. And it's like, it's almost like the, the password for, for indie podcasters is, do you know Paul? Yeah, it's like the uh, six degrees of Paul Chobo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is that is the indie podcasting world. Everybody is six degrees of Paul Chomo. So I'm, I'm going to get to the name here in a minute, but let's let's just start with what is the Broken Compass podcast? Well, I am one part of the Broken Compass podcast. The other part is my best friend, Angela. We've been best friends for 14 years. Uh, we talk like women do. And she lives in upstate New York and, or excuse me, no, the North country of New York. And I live in South Georgia. So a lot of our time that we spend together is talking on the phone. It's something we do a lot of times. So over the years, we've just formed this format, I guess, of talking on the phone and we'll talk about everything from like social issues to like crime, other podcasts we listen to, stuff in the news. So we started talking, I guess, about two years ago about how, you know, we should really do a podcast. So we kept talking about it, talking about it, and we finally decided to do it. So it's basically a conversational podcast of two best friends talking about shit. Um, we're going to do like certain, our first two episodes were formal episodes. She took um, a missing child case and I took a switched at birth case and we kind of tell each other about it and we talk about it and just kind of let people eavesdrop. It's very informal, episodal type podcast. So it lives in the true crime area, but it's it's not as structured as like, I, I, I couldn't tell you because I don't listen to true crime. Um, it's not, it's not one of those really harsh, like super scripted and like, no, one of those kind of true crime that they're telling you the story with all the dramatics and like, you can feel the, what's it? The law and order dun dun coming up somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's not like that. Um, we both have kind of write a script out so we can kind of do like a timeline, but we're not going to sit there and just basically read it to you. And we're still very early on of learning our format, but it is, we're tagged under true crime, but we're also going to cover a lot of like historical stuff because we're really into history. We're into like conspiracies and I'm not talking about tin hat, you know, conspiracy, but into like conspiracy things, uh, social issues, just pretty much whatever we want to talk about that time. So just currently you've just, it's like a mixed bag. Yeah. It's like different conversations of different things because yeah, normal people, like sometimes there's stories like a big crime case and you talk about it with your friends. Why? Because yeah. it was an interesting story of this thing that happened. And you guys, oh, I, I know a lot of the stuff that you guys want to cover are stories about things that you have a personal connection to in one way or another. Like, oh, this happened when I was a kid or that was my neighbor or or this was in the town I grew up in or, or you have a connection to them. And it's, you yeah, know. it's something that is important to us for some, some way or another. 
So yeah, that's this. And we're still working on it. I mean, we're only like really four episodes in. So we're like babies and we're still figuring it out. Hell, I'm still trying to figure out how to edit. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's a work in progress, but it's just kind of a passion project for us to do. Um, we're going to talk on the phone anyways, and we're going to bullshit about stuff and we're going to talk about these certain issues. So, you know, why not let everybody else hear it too? Exactly. And maybe they'll like it. And, and if they don't, then that's okay too, because we're still going to do it. <laughs> exactly. I was like, you're, you have these conversations and now you're sharing these conversations with the rest of the world. What's wrong? Right. With that? And, and it's like, I'm looking back now. I'm like, shit, we had some really good conversations years ago. I wish we had that shit logged, but we don't, <laughs> but now we do. And it's fine. It's a fun project for us. And we get to, you know, I love doing research. I can fall down a rabbit hole of anything. So it's kind of like having a reason to do it. So it's fine. It's fine. I like it. And that's it. I mean, it was just basically two best friends who happen to be moms and we just talk about stuff. So yep. <laughs> it's like Lisa and Sam from I Shake My Head if you actually were moms. <laughs> yeah. It's like they sit there and have their conversations in the car and like, but they just are best friends for, uh, God, almost 20 years now. But they just have these silly oh, wow, conversations yeah. in the car and so they decided to start recording it and put it out as a podcast because they were going to have the conversations anyway and they think they're pretty fun. They're like, yes, go. Have your fun conversations and share it with the rest of the everybody. And I actually like you're up to episode four right now, right? Mm -hmm. At the time yeah. of recording in the future, if you're listening to this in the time warp. <laughs> the glitch in the matrix. Did we really exist or not? <laughs> <laughs> but y'all right now basically have two formal episodes and two you two just bullshitting kind of episodes. And it, it's really funny to me. I mean, the first two are what's obviously going to be your most green because you're so new to this. Yes. And like, okay, these are the first two episodes. You're still really trying to, you know, get your legs, you know, figured out. And they usually say it takes like 10 episodes to really kind of find your, your rhythm at all. But the stories were great in those two. And I really like those stories. There's a lot of information, a lot going on in there. And because we've talked about this before, like I could hear the nerves. From both oh, of you yeah. in those first couple of stories. Like, yeah, totally. He's like, I dare anybody to listen back to my first year and not hear the nerves in my voice. But the other two episodes were you're much more shooting from the hip and it's like, yeah, this feels much more like this is probably where you guys were really kind of looking and maybe get a little more focused, but there's a more, more loose and conversational bit of it. Yeah, I think so. I would like to kind of mesh the two formats together, which it was really easy then because we were actually together and we didn't have like a case or anything to sit down. We just sat down at the computer and started talking at like two o'clock in the morning, yeah. which is a lot of times our conversations will start after the kids go to bed, you know, at 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. We'll talk till 2 a.m. in the morning. And so that was normal for us. So I would kind of like to mesh the two together, the very unstructured, but also have like something that we're actually talking about other than just, you know, pulling shit out of our head. So yeah, you can tell. And I really felt like about close to the end of the first episode, the nerves kind of subsided. And then it would kind of kicked up again on the second episode. And then in the, by the end of the second episode, I felt like we were more ourselves. Like we just kind of forgot that we were recording. Which is always the best thing. And when you forget that you're recording and like, once you get, and it's a weird, like you get that karate kid muscle memory shit going where suddenly you, you've been sitting in front of a microphone for so long that you forget about the microphone, 
but all of your movements like you 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 move in a circular pattern so that you're always on mic <laughs> like even yeah. if you're like i sit here and i twitch like hell i move so much and if you've seen any of the the patreon video stuff that i've started doing you realize i move a lot but i've in, in 5 years i've developed this muscle memory for staying on mic and after a while you do that and you become like you're not even aware that the mic's in front of you you don't you forget that you're recording this and doing all the stuff you just do and it's like once that switch flips in your head that you just tune out that you're recording and then everything just flows and you're you're so much more relaxed and you can come on and bullshit with people the way I do and it's perfectly fine and <laughs> you can sit there and readjust yourself in your chair and manage to stay on mic even though you've just moved your entire body <laughs> right. I'm like flapping in the wind over here because I talk with my hands, even when there's nobody to see it. Oh yeah. Me too. Uh, it's like, I think it's going to be one of the funniest things for when I start doing more video stuff is people realize how much I move around and I gesture at things for somebody who's doing an audio thing. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm all over here with my hands. And the only reason I'm not as more out here with my hands is because I have a mic stand in way. Yep. So, but I think it will get more comfortable. And I mean, there's a lot of podcasts that I've listened to that I did start from the very beginning. And you can see the progression of time of how things get better. And that's why each time, like, hey, if you're by chance listening to this, please just, you know, don't give up on us. We're new here. We're not, you know, highly, you know, what are you call, uh, I can't even think of the word. We're not my favorite murder. <laughs> yes, yes. We're not, you know, Wondery or anything over here. You yeah, know, exactly. we're just, just two chicks with a mixer and microphones and laptops, you know, just talking shit. So uh, it's fun. It's a really fun project. And it's one of those things I don't ever want to become a stressor. I want it to continue to be fun. Because like I said, we're going to talk about crap anyway. And usually when we record, we'll call each other on the phone and talk for like an hour. And then we'll set up all of our stuff and then we'll talk and we'll do that. And then when we get finished recording, then we get back on the phone and talk for like another hour or so. I have to ask because I don't even remember how it was that the topic of the name of your podcast came up when we had the conversation originally. I do remember you mentioning it in one of the last two episodes. So I, I need you to tell the story of what is Broken Compass. <laughs> okay, so... Back several months ago, when we first decided we were actually going to green light this project, we decided on Broken Compass. Uh, Angela came up with a name. We were throwing out a bunch of stuff. We kind of liked it because, you know, we're in different parts of the country. So, you know, you have your directional reference with the compass. And, you know, like most people, we're a little broken. And, you know, our stories are going to be about broken people. So we decided, hey, Broken Compass, that's kind of original. There was no other podcast by that name or anything. So we did our research. So... Right before we were getting ready to record our first episode, because we recorded our first episode about a month ago. So it was about mid-January by Youngest Boys and Cub Scouts. And he needed a compass because of earning his like adventure badge or something for that. I can't remember the name. Anyway, so I had ordered him a compass. It came in the mail that day. We opened it up. Oh, it's all pretty and shiny and fancy and pretty and it has a little pouch and everything so then we put it back in the pouch well he was hungry so i was going to warm him up some chicken from the night before so i took a plate out and i put some chicken on the plate you know like you do to put it in the microwave and you know i opened the microwave and closed the microwave and turned the microwave on and 30 seconds later the microwave goes off and i look down and the chicken is still sitting on the kitchen counter and i'm like shit Okay, I forgot to put the chicken in there, you know, which happens sometimes. You turn the microwave and nothing's on. I open the microwave and lo and behold, what is in the microwave? The fucking compass. 
I put the compass in the microwave. Didn't make any type of noise or anything. So I pull it out. Of course, it's hot. The little pouch. The only thing that melted on it was like, it was in like a um, a pouch. Like it was a green, like military type material pouch. Yeah. A little bit of that melted, but I broke the compass. It didn't literally shatter or anything, but like the needle was all like jacked up. Like it was saying north was the east and, you know, so I literally broke a compass. So <laughs> I, I had told Angela that night, I was like, okay, so this is one of two things. This is a really good omen because I've actually broke a compass or somebody's trying to tell us not to do this shit right here because I literally broke <laughs> breaks the compass. Who puts a compass in a microwave? Me. Yep. So, and I remember I came in the room and I said, and my husband was home and I was like, you will not believe what I just did. He's like, what? And I'm like, I just microwaved Cole's compass and he was like, well, if anybody's going to do it, it'd be you. So, <laughs> so it's just kind of a funny little story. And I'm like, okay, it's meant to be. It's, it's got to be a good omen. And not to be, not to disparage women at all, because I get the same way, but mom brain is real. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> like sometimes your kids just frazzle your brain cells and where you, you know, nuke a compass. And I've like, I've had days where like, we're because I, because I'm, I'm Mr. Mom at home. And so I get to kind of, fry my my kids fry my nerves and my brain constantly so i i've i don't know how many times i've like you know checked a thing and like i'm not there's nothing there and yeah i i remember and i will forever <laughs> remember a point where i was sitting there making scrambled eggs and i was like all right just like go to check i'm like okay i got my my egg all scrambled and it's like okay the pan's on this on the stove and warming up and you know you like supposed to you know you put your hand over the pan to see like all right is the is the pan hot enough yet and i go and rather than putting my hand to check how hot the pan is i'm I'm checking over the eggs (laughs) (laughs) and my sister's just looking at me like did you just check to see if the eggs are hot enough yet (laughs) No. It's a real thing. Or I, I love to like, and I'll go to cook something and I'll think I put water on the bowl or something and I'll go do something and come back like 10, 10 minutes later. I didn't turn it on. Yeah. And I'm like, I just lost 10 minutes of time that I don't have. So yeah, it, it's, it's real. Yep. And you know, I'm just glad that I only put it in there for 30 seconds. I mean, who knows if I'd have put it in there longer, I may have screwed up my microwave. So yeah. And it didn't make a popping noise or anything. It was, I, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Anyways. Um, I worry if it, if it was going to pop, I'd afraid it'd explode just from like the water or whatever's inside. And it's like, eesh. but good thing it didn't explode, but you know, fuck. I mean, how expensive of a compass was that? Uh, it was like $25, but don't worry. I sent it back to Amazon. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, this campus is defective. It came in fucking melted. Look at this shit. <laughs> yeah. Should, hey, they sent me another one. I mean, you know, whatever. It's all good. Thanks, Amazon. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. Don't worry. Nobody's listening. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Paul, don't tell anybody, please. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, jeez. <laughs> All right, Donna. Well, I know you've got kids and family stuff to do, and you've got a, a mountain of laundry to handle. I do. I do. That shit's still sitting there. Nobody's put it up yet. But I, I do want to say thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I've enjoyed it. Uh, thank you for your help with getting things started. I know you've been a, a lending ear for me to bounce some things off and ask you questions, and, and that means the world. Thank you very much. Because even though uh, a lot of people say that it's not competitive in the podcast world, it really is in some ways. So it's it's really nice when you find people that don't mind helping you. 
So, and, and you've been um, one of those people that have been very helpful. So I appreciate that. And thanks for having me on here. Um, and if anybody out here wants to listen, um, it's the Broken Compass podcast. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, and Podbean. And as, as you know, podcast bingo, uh, links in the show notes. Yes, links in the show notes. <laughs> I'm still learning. And see, I was just about to ask you all the stuff. So I was like, oh, well, she said it on her own. Good. <laughs> and uh, Angela runs our social media. We kind of figured out this thing. She runs social media. I'm going to do the editing part. I think maybe she won out there. I don't know. <laughs> but we also do have an Instagram. It's called Broken Compass Pod. If you want to follow us on Instagram, um, we usually, once we, sometimes we'll just throw up random stuff that we're interested about or maybe that we talked about privately that we probably will never do an episode on. Or, you know, some thing, personal things for ourselves. And then we'll throw up stuff about episodes when they come out. So um, you can follow us there and keep up with it. And again, thanks for having me. It's, it's been a blast. Thank you for coming on because I'm, I'm trying to get back in the groove of, of doing interviews because it's been so long between the move and all the crazy stuff. So thank you for being willing to come on and, and, and just you know, bullshit with me for the last fuck. How long is this going to be? Ah, forever. Like forever. 17 days. It feels <laughs> <I know>. like. <laughs> but thank you. And, and I'm again, broken compass podcast links in the show notes, all the places. And because you guys just barely mentioned it in your last episode. And I just, <clears throat> I just signed up today. I did join your, you have a Facebook group. Yeah, actually, we do. I forgot about that. Uh, see, I, I'm not in charge of the uh, of the social medias. But yeah, we do have a Broken Compass podcast discussion group. Um, how terrible is it that I don't even have? I mean, I'm a member of the group, but, you know. Because Anyways, you don't yeah, do the do. social so just, media stuff. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just like get on Instagram and I say, hey, I like this post. It's about me. <laughs> but yeah, we have the discussion group, too. Uh, we'll, you know. Started it off, basically. I mean, I know, like, really nobody, like, jumps on a discussion group when a podcast first starts, but we wanted to go ahead and, you know, save the the name and all that kind of stuff, you know, in case somebody else wants to broken compass something. Yep. So, exactly. that's it. You know, you got to cover your bases. Yep. I'm just glad I've got a weird name and nobody cares. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't say anything. It took me almost three years to buy oddadout.com because somebody was already squatting on it. Motherfuckers. Uh-huh. Anyway. <laughs> Well, it's yours now. It's mine now, (laughs) damn it. And I'm sure as shit putting that on auto renew. But (laughs) anyway, thank you again. And and thank you because you've just been like a really cool friend. And and if memory serves, we basically met through the Ignorance Was Bliss Facebook group. Correct. Yeah, Yeah. that's how we cross paths. Yeah. And then to see like people like you that have have joined my Facebook group, if you want to join the Oddballs Facebook group, wink, wink. Um, I highly recommend. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. You know, and so I greatly appreciate you and and your your feedback and your contributions and just being a cool friend because I'm I'm one of those people who I don't have a lot of friends and I don't have a lot of people that I can just talk to and you have very much become one of those people where you can just like sometimes you just need to vent and sometimes your friends aren't always there because you know they need to sleep too. So yeah, they have lives. <laughs> Other people have lives. I don't have a life. I just go. I'm a robot, apparently. But thank you. No, thank you. I appreciate it. That means a lot. And so that's really awesome. And I'm still not going to let you catch up with me on Best Fiends, by the way. <laughs> just want to go ahead and throw that out there. God damn it. 
I'm, I'm, I'm coming for you. But all right. <laughs> we got to stop bullshitting and get out of here. Yes, yes. I've got things I got to do and you got things you got to do. So yep. thanks again for having me on. I appreciate right. it. Again, you can find Donna on the Broken Compass podcast at brokencompasspodcast.podbean.com. Of course, links in the show notes along with all of their social media. And you can find me at Out on all the social places and of course at oddadoutpodcast.com where you can get all the past episodes by yourself some odd dead out merch or support me on patreon all the different things all of the things you can do from odddeadoutpodcast.com and i've told you way too many things for right now so i'm just going to say i am adam higgins the odd dead out thank you and good night